Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hello everyone and welcome. I am Katie Patrick, joined by Mr. David Fiorazzo. And it is the end of the week for us. <laughs> Huzzah, we did it. That's right. Do you feel beaten down and... Nope, you're Not feeling at all. good. Not at all. You're feeling ready for it. That's yep. good. Well, just as a reminder, if you want to support the work of this show or any of our other programs, please do consider getting yourself some nice swag. Visit freedomproject.com slash store. Get yourself, you could do a mug, you could do a shirt, you could do a hoodie, you could do whatever you want that we have on there. Just get yourself some. Again, go to freedomproject.com slash store. All right, friends. I just talked to this young man. On Tuesday, on the podcast, Stand Up For The Truth, there's a little plug if you want to hear more from our special friend, Mr. Alex Newman. Let's see what story he has to share with us this week. Hello, Alex. Thanks, guys. Glad to be here. And so uh, you probably remember a story we reported uh, some months ago about a mother in New Jersey who was treated as a terrorist because she spoke out about crazy polysexual posters at her elementary school daughter's school. Uh, well, she's fighting back now. Thank goodness. She has uh, now just filed a federal lawsuit uh, against uh, nine different individuals involved in this terror campaign they waged against her. Uh, a little reminder, if you don't remember the story, uh, the mom was uh, Angela Reading, actually a member of the school board, and uh, she posted a, a thing on Facebook. It wasn't like harsh or, or radical or anything. It's just like, is this really appropriate for our kids? And I mean, seven-year-old kids, posters promoting polysexual. So her little daughter, seven years old, says, uh, Mom, what's a polysexual? And um, yeah, there you see the poster right there. And it's like, uh, sorry, but that's not appropriate. So she posts this on Facebook. And the lunatics at the nearby U.S. military base say that uh, we're treating this as a security threat. And we, you know, they're informing state and local law enforcement. Uh, the local police chief in North Hanover actually makes phone calls to get the Facebook post taken down. So they treat this poor lady like she's some kind of like Al-Qaeda or you know, terrorists of some sort. Um, and now this lawsuit is just, uh, it, it's powerful. Uh, she teamed up with the Thomas More Society. It's a public interest legal firm. Uh, here's how the uh, suit concludes. It says, uh, the defendants acted singularly and in conspiracy with one another to deprive and chill the exercise of misreadings rights, including rights protected by the United States and New Jersey constitutions. Uh, of course, they did. Uh, they also uh, turned this poor woman's life upside down. I want to show you a little clip of her uh, sharing what this has done to her. Check it out. My entire life has been uprooted when all this was taking place. I had, I'm in law school. I had to stop going to school, not take my exams, which plummeted my GPA. I had to pull myself, my student, my kids from school during that time period for their safety. And I now don't feel safe with them even going back to that school, given how so many members of the community and the superintendent participated in this cancellation um, and portrayal as me as a security threat. So now I need to send my kids to a, a private school for their safety. Not only that, I was forced to resign from the school board for the safety of my children and also th so that I had a, an ability to um, file litigation to protect my civil rights. So this has completely uprooted my professional career. I was supposed to be working for a law firm representing school boards. So 
So there are damages far outreaching that will follow me throughout my entire life. Folks, I mean, this just, I mean, it, it defies reason. It defies uh, rational explanation. And, and of course, you guys know this comes just, uh, you know, a few days um, uh, before uh, a massacre by uh, one of these woke, uh, you know, sexually confused, uh, gender confused individuals of uh, little Christian children. Uh, three nine year old children, as I understand, uh, were massacred uh, by this deranged individual. Um, and, and I mean, these threats are, are growing, right? Uh, uh, Matt Walsh just had to cancel uh, some talks he was going to give as a result of threats to his family. And so uh, what we're dealing with here is is craziness and violence. And, um, you know, we, we can't tolerate this as Americans. This is, is just crazy. Uh, last week, you guys probably remember my story. The, the schools in Maine were deploying uh, you know, gangs of children. They call them like civil rights teams to go around and terrorize other kids who don't like wear pronoun pins and want to talk about sex and sexuality and gender at school. Uh, folks, this is not normal. This is weird. This is wrong. Um, and, and now it's it's literally ending up in bloodshed, right? When you have military officers and top law enforcement officials portraying a mom as a terrorist because she doesn't want her seven-year-old daughter being indoctrinated with propaganda about polysexual, and then she's faced with threats of violence. She has to pull her kids out of the school for their own safety. Uh, folks, this is really, I mean, it's dangerous. And and even if uh, reading wins her case, you know, obviously there's good news. She took her kids out of the government brainwash camp. And, you know, that's never a bad thing. Anytime somebody does that, uh, you know, I, I have a little party here. It's just wonderful news that these kids will no longer be subjected to this madness, although it's infiltrating a lot of private and Christian schools, too. But the reality is, even if she wins this lawsuit, uh, these lunatics are, are not going to be punished. Uh, they are not going to be held accountable for terrorizing a mom over asking some questions about her children. We really need to now start our we need our lawmakers at the federal, at the state and at the local level to put in place policies where these people are held personally accountable. Uh, it's not enough to just say, well, we're just going to extort taxpayers for another five million so we can pay off this lady and make her be quiet. No, uh, there needs to be personal responsibility here. Uh, this is, is really bad, folks, and it's going to keep getting worse unless and until sensible and sane people stand up. Hello, America. Welcome to One Nation. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Jacobs. You know, I have to admit, I really miss the phenomenal Freedom Project Media Studio back in Wisconsin. Here I am in Arizona in an undisclosed underground bunker so you could hear the real story about what's happening in America today by the radical leftists uh, at our doorstep. Now, I am in Arizona. One of the reasons I'm here in Arizona, besides enjoying the sun, is we're doing a series for the jakejacobshow.com called American Crisis at the Border. I'll be interviewing Arizona ranchers, Arizona sheriffs, Arizona citizens who are very concerned about what's happening on our southern border in the state of Arizona. But that's not the primary thing I want to talk about today. I'm really concerned about another crisis in America. I call it American crisis in the classroom, American crisis in the classroom. So here as I'm sitting in the great state of Arizona, go Sun Devils, I'm an ASU grad, um, and very sad that Kerry Lake lost to uh, Katie Hobbs. 
The new governor of Arizona is a hardcore leftist wokocrat by the name of Katie Hobbs. And she's influenced by the radical socialist unions in the state of Arizona. Red for Ed. These guys are truly, truly about big government wokeism, and they have profoundly influenced her. In fact, the unions have gone woke in a thousand different ways, in many ways, and their ideological order actually shows that. I have a pic here showing this. Don't be fooled. American teachers unions are all in on woke ideologies, including critical race theory. And here's, here's, here's what they don't like about us. I fought those unions in Wisconsin, the corrupt unions in Wisconsin, defending Governor Walker. As a public school teacher, I could see the manipulation by these leftist union crats. I call them mobocrats for my book, Mobocracy. And I understand the nefarious nature of the teachers unions in Wisconsin. I worked in Arizona for many, many years back in the 70s and 80s, and this was a right to work state. And I soon learned of their corruption and they're taking my money against my will for their leftist ideological worldview. And this is what's happened with the unions. We saw that happening during the whole China virus situation where the unions were manipulating uh, the democratic powers that be to be able to keep schools closed. And one of the blessings is many parents became aware of the wokeness that was happening in our country. Now, Katie Hobbs, it's not a coincidence that the, gov the present governor of Arizona, Katie Hobbs, is against school choice. She's profoundly says, will Katie Hobbs take down Arizona's expanded school choice program? They have a phenomenal school choice program in this state where they use Arizona taxpayers' monies to be able to send their kids to various private schools, uh, charter schools throughout the state of Arizona. But the leftists, the union crats, the Democrats, the wokocrats, they hate competition. They hate the idea that the children of Arizona are not going to be brainwashed and indoctrinated with their leftism. And so, therefore, they're fighting to the best of their ability. The Republican-controlled Senate and House here in the state of Arizona, they're in control by a narrow margin, but they're trying to uh, pass that more of the monies can be used for independent schools, private schools, vouchers in the state of Arizona. But the Democrats, the wokocrats, hate that. Now, um, it's really interesting because in relationship to this all wokeism and the radicalness of the unions is the explosion of the transgender movement in Arizona and across America. And we have Joe Biden who feeds the flames of this madness, of this anything goesism. We have a short little clip here that I want you to see where he's talking to, to, to uh, uh, the rock star of the transgender movement, Dylan Mulvaney. Here goes. Uh, Mr. President, this is my 221st day of publicly transitioning. God and, love you. Uh, thank you. I am extremely privileged to live in a state that allows me access to the resources I need, and that decision is just between me and my doctors. But many states have lawmakers that feel like they can involve themselves in this very personal process. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that as a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. Yeah. You know, this is interesting. These leftists, these wokocrats always talk about how it's wrong to legislate morality. That's, that's a bunch of 
balderdash, claptrap, poppycock. Legislation by its very nature is moral. The question is, whose morals? The morals of the left, anything goesism, wokocrats, or the morals of the foundation of our republic under God, the Judeo-Christian worldview? What did the prophet Isaiah say? Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. And there is Joe Biden saying that we're the immoral people because we have a problem with boys who are pretending to be girls and who think they have a right to deny the rights of women in the United States of America. Guys, there is so much to say, but for the rest of the story, tune in for the full episode of One Nation. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. That was a 13-year-old boy dressed like a girl performing for grown men on stage. This is what is being mainstreamed as acceptable behavior for children and men who like to watch little boys dance provocatively. But as most of you know, this is only the beginning. So let's find out what other stories are trending left. And we head to the classroom where a non-binary second grade educator is teaching seven-year-olds they can absolutely be born in the wrong body. I also want to mention that I would be scared to death if this person was my child's teacher. Let's count the holes in her face together, shall we? Simply said that a transgender person is born um, in a boy or girl body and then in their heart they know that that doesn't match who they are and so they might then identify by a different gender. It could be a boy that's a girl, a girl that's a boy, or someone who feels like neither. Now why I felt okay sharing this was because I they know that I identify as neither. I go by mix and not Mr. or Miss. But the funniest thing happened when I was explaining, you know, I don't really feel like a girl, but I know I definitely am not a boy. So, you know, I consider myself um, non-binary, which means, you know, neither. And I like that they understand these terms because they understand that if someone is, you know, two different races, that they're mixed. So because I was neither, they're like, so you're in the middle. That means you're mixed. Five? Maybe six? Do you count the tongue? The seven maybe holes? I don't know. I don't know. D did she say something? Because I was too busy trying to count and figure something out. Now, speaking of forcing the rainbow agenda on the smallest of children, we have a parent in Florida who posted that a local medical center asked her to fill out a check-in sheet for her toddler. As you can see from the form, the first question asks for the patient sex at birth, female or male. Next, it asks for the patient's preferred pronouns. He, him, she, her, they, them, and of course, other. Finally, we wrap up with a section for the patient's internal sense of self. And here are the options. Male, female, female to male, male to female, neither, exclusively male nor female, okay. Additional gender category and decline to answer. I'm not exactly sure how the toddler responded, but um, I'm just going to go with no. I think that sounds like a solid choice out of all of the choices that 
possibly put on that form. How about a stop in Texas, where one teacher claims Republicans are the worst thing to ever happen to public schools? <laughs> Why, you may be asking? Well, you see, Republicans have an agenda to keep all the graphic gay sex books out of school libraries, and this cannot stand. Here we go. If you've been living under a bubble, then let me tell you, the right is trying to destroy public education. I interviewed for a school librarian position. I was really excited because I was like, okay, I think I'm going to go back to teaching this year after having my daughter. I was told that the board hand selects every single book that goes into the library and you cannot put a single book into the library without the board's approval. So I straight up asked, can I teach a book with a gay couple in it? And they were like, oh, if it's not explicit, that means no. That is an example of what people like this and what people on the right want to do with public education. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead again and say no and no, because clearly she has an agenda. If her first question out of her mouth about wanting a book in the library is that it's involving a gay couple, she has an agenda. She doesn't care about the actual quality of liter literature and the reading for the children, what they should be learning about. She just cares about the gay couple. But all right. Anyway, finally, we're going to wrap things up with yet another example of what the next generation of woke teachers look and act like. Blaine is a music teacher in Louisiana. But Blaine is also non-binary, and nothing brings they them more joy than to see other children identify the same way. Your tax dollars are hard at work as always, Mom and Dad. Our stay back went so well. My kids are super sweet and talented. My favorite part of the day, though, was in the last class that I went to, there was a kid that says, oh my gosh, you're non-binary. So is my sister. Look at this picture of them. Right? Isn't that awesome? And that's why I'm out. That's why I'm visible. That's why representation matters. And that's why Blaine feels the need to be a teacher of young children, to feel that validation from young children again this goes back to all these adults who feel they need to feel that validation from the youngest children because they know if they talk to other adults about it they'll get the hard truth so instead we're just going to indoctrinate the children to go along with our craziness but thankfully that's going to wrap up this craziness of this segment and of course you can be sure there will be plenty more craziness next week until then stay sane if you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. All right, David, I have uh, one question for you today. Just one? Just one. Here it is. <clears throat> it's a very easy, no, nothing to think about, nothing, no no qualms or controversies okay easy question no, no controversies come mm. on that's no fun does god endorse men dressing as women seriously that's your question that is my question well deuteronomy 22 5 i'm paraphrasing 
A man should not wear a woman's clothing, and a woman should not wear a man's clothing. Whoever does such things is an abomination to the Lord. Deuteronomy 22.5. I think there's a couple other places where something very similar is written. So, uh, yeah, it, it, that is absolutely, and that's a very foundational principle, right? Very simple. Let's just start with the clothing. Mm, okay. Well, well, well. Somebody uh, better give this so-called uh, man of the cloth. What? A little lesson or two. Uh, anybody can be a pastor now. Uh, we have Dr. Caleb Lines, who is an ordained minister with standing in the Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, and the United Church of Christ. He currently serves as the Senior Minister of University Christian Church in San Diego and the Co-Executive Director of Progressive Christianity. Of course. And I want you to hear what Reverend Caleb preached just a short time ago on how dressing in drag <sighs> is holy. Really? Here we go. Drag is holy. There has been an assault on the rights of drag performers in this country, and we must call out the hypocrisy and the injustice. Jesus called himself a mother hen longing to gather up her chicks. Gender is a construct, you see. And if Jesus can be a mother hen, then you can dress in drag. I've even heard it said that Jesus was, and humanity is, God in drag. So let me say this again for those of you in the back. Drag is holy. Holy apostasy, Batman. You are a... This is demonic. This is part of this agenda. And by the way, I think he's reading from the book of First Imaginations because that is nowhere in the Bible. The Bible is perfect. It's, it is holy. It is inerrant, meaning it is without error. And if the Old Testament talks about it and the New Testament talks about it and says, no, you should not be these things, how can it be holy? And by the way, anybody can be a pastor these days. We've talked about that. I did a lot of those on Christ and Culture, where a pastor or reverend or church leader says this or that. And it's, it's really sad, Katie, that a lot of them don't even read the Bible, apparently, the true Bible. I don't know what Bible he's referring to. I think he mentioned the Bible, but it's certainly, it might be the message, which actually the message translation, paraphrase, is not even a Bible. Maybe he's reading out of something that is not really biblical, because what he's talking about is a stench in the nostrils of a holy God. And I could say a whole lot more about it, but I want to let you share. I mean, I'm, I'm steamed. This is... I this can is feel this is calling evil good and good evil. Isaiah five twenty. Whoa, you are Wait, warned. Is that actually in the Bible? Yes. Isaiah. Oh, okay. Isaiah five twenty. That is in the, in the actual Bible, the one that he is not reading from or oh. pretending to know. Mm. Well, in his Bible, the Jesus, what is it? Jesus called himself a mother hen. Yeah, and he didn't. Jesus, Jesus used an analogy Wait. that uh, heat. Direct heat. He didn't call God or Jesus a mother or refer to them in the feminine. Mother, mother Jesus mother. said God, I'm paraphrasing, God really protects just as if a mother hen protects her young, meaning look after. He's not saying Jesus is a woman or thinks he's a mother or a mother hen. What an idiot. I'll say it. Do it. I'll say it. Accurate. You, uh, repent before it's too late, sir. All right. Well, we're going to let him take a moment. We have one more nugget of spiritual wisdom that <laughs> Reverend Caleb would like to bestow upon the world. And it goes something like this. Christians must celebrate the LGBT lifestyle because God does. 
Here we go. Because a lot of churches are open, right? You know, as long as you come and deny your sexuality or your gender identity, a lot of churches are open to that. Or they're open to you coming as long as you're not too vocal about who you are. Or they're open to you coming as long as you're not in any leadership positions. That is not enough to just be open. You also have to be affirming, right? To say you are welcome here and you are loved and affirmed and holy as you are. Where everybody knows your name. Go to cheers. Go to a bar. Don't go to church. You're welcome in a bar. What's the difference between a church and a bar or a strip club? You can go there because you're, you're welcome there. So what, when we're starting to do these things and talk like this as a church, Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't conform. Don't be like the world. If you're just like the world, like this guy's trying to be, that's not a church. You can call yourselves a church, but it's not a traditional church that he's representing. So I could, I could share a lot more, but this, this, this stuff really gets to me, Katie, as, well, if, as if you can't tell. I mean, heated over he here did. because God would be offended by this. No, not according to oh, him. You wave the, you wave the rainbow he... flag and you're supposed to welcome everybody. Let's put a rainbow flag by outside of our church. Welcome everybody. So this is the problem. This is the problem where God loves you no matter what you believe, no matter what you think you are, no matter what colors you wear, no matter what you call yourself or identify as. God loves you. But he loves you too much to keep you the same, to let you stay where you are in your sin. He loves you, but he doesn't want you to go against his word and his holiness his, because he wants to save us, right? That's why he sent Jesus to the cross to die for our sins. He does love everybody, but you can't, you, you've got to change. That's what he wants, right? When we come to church, we don't want to just be like the world. Ah, I don't have to change. I want to go there because then I don't have to change my lifestyle. Well, and then if you don't have to change your lifestyle, then you don't need God because you, you have it all. You don't need to do anything. Sure. So why would you even need God, want God, if you, th like, if everything about you is so perfect and so, like, you it's need to acceptable. accept everything about me is yeah. just, yeah, acceptable, as you say. And by the way, I, I just want to say one thing really briefly about pride. Pride is a sin, and I've, I've had it in my life. I've dealt with it. We've all had pride to some degree. Pride is a sin, a major sin to God. Pride is what made Satan, you know, elevate himself. Anyway, um, this whole pride movement, it's, it's dangerous to start accommodating, accepting, and then you morph into celebrating. And that's what this guy was talking about. And uh, man, he better watch out before it's too late. Well, thank you, David. Take a deep breath. <laughs> we made it through that segment. All right, it's going to wrap up Educated for this week. And David just um, gave his 92 cents for all of us. And I think oh, man, we're, all, we're all the better for it. So good job. He's going to take the rest of the weekend off to just <laughs> chillax and come back. Okay. For Katie and myself, <laughs> thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with my rants and, of course, for supporting the show. And until next week, stay educated, America. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel, hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo, makeup and hair by Katie Scholl, graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.